0: Welcome to Gross Anatomy. I think the name of this podcast should be Dr. Cohen in the car, but um, (laughs) all right. Are we live?
1: Yes, we're live, Dr. Cohen. Yay, We're we're
0: live with Gross Anatomy.
1: Gross Anatomy podcast, our Valentine's Day edition, where we discuss the sights, smells, sounds, medicine, and how it pertains to pop culture, movies, TV, we even uh, review podcasts. We have interviews with directors, with artists, musicians, a lot of doctors from a lot of specialties. Wow.
0: Wow. You're adding to our intro. Is that because it's Valentine's Day?
1: It's because it's a special Valentine's Day episode. I just thought I'd include special more people.
0: Valentine's Day. Nice. We're giving more love. It's all yes, about love, right? Exactly. Nice. And
1: who are you? I'm Lauren Taylor,
0: and I'm Dr. Jason Cohen in the car again.
1: Cohen in the car, <laughs> MD.
0: Cohen in the car, exactly.
1: So I was thinking that we start with um, something medical as that pertains to our show. The common emergencies on Valentine's Day. I bet you. Ooh,
0: I love that. That's great. Common emergency uh, emergencies on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. should I guess should should we do like a a guessing game?
1: Yeah, do you wanna guess what one is?
0: Because you know how many how many do you have?
1: So there's four.
0: Don't tell me four, okay, ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say shootings.
1: no, shootings wasn't on there, but that's a good right. guess because of, yeah, just people getting uh, extra hormonal <laughs> extra aggressive
0: yeah. or stabbings, no, no stabbings. no, okay. all right, so specific emergencies to valentines,
1: eh? Uh yes, pretty much.
0: Choking on chocolates.
1: Not well, choking wasn't on there, but chocolates are on there. And can you think of why chocolates might be on there?
0: Uh I don't know. Tell me why, Lauren.
1: Allergies. And like All- I th- I think there's a lot of nuts in different chocolates too. So, um people are in the hospital for food allergies. And That's a
0: good one. Okay.
1: Yeah. And sometimes diabetes. Because of uh the chocolate uh, it's sugar.
0: What about um thorn injuries, like foreign body thorn <laughs> from the roses, from roses, you know? Uh
1: like yeah. different allergic reactions.
0: Yeah. Okay, tell me the others, because I'm not gonna be able to guess. So oh. burn alcohol.
1: Yes, 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 yes. That's yeah. a good one. Drinking and driving, which right. I guess alcohol impaired fertility still make up like twenty-five percent of all car crashes so but that's a big one on valentine's day lighting candles people uh, getting burned or Ooh. burning themselves
0: interesting Which is, i like that one
1: yes and why i think it's always crazy in movies and tv people are lighting so many candles and i'm like you can't do that there's no way your place wouldn't burn down but i guess people yeah, are trying to recreate one. those scenes and it doesn't work in real life right
0: isn't there that movie nine and a half weeks with mickey rourke and kim basinger yeah classic candle wax scene or something Uh, if i'm not mistaken it's been a long time i don't totally remember
1: yes i think that's in there but i'm yeah but i'm talking about just like all all like the romantic movies there's always like a million candles which i just are a bad idea in real life
0: yeah yeah and then what's number four
1: it says a kiss is not just a kiss especially this was like a 2019 list so it was before covid But it's saying that people would get like uh, the flu or mono or uh, different diseases, um, kissing diseases associated with their first kiss Uh, on Valentine's Day. And so now during the pandemic, I really don't think you probably want to go on a first date and kissing. I don't know. It's up to to people what they want to do.
0: Right. Although, you know, you could kiss through the mask and it's probably fine.
1: That's true. If you double mask now, they say. Maybe it's fine.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I'm behind on the on the data and the times that that now the invoke thing is actually being double masked. Have you heard that?
1: Yes, and this is why I think people are getting frustrated with the pandemic and the CDC is because they keep um, new things keep coming out. It's like, should we be masked or not be masked? Now we need to be double masked. Is one mask not right. doing anything? I don't know.
0: Right. And you know, and I think that one thing you know, I always joke around about it. And say nobody knows. But I think for the most part, nobody knows. Right. And this is an evolving process and things are constantly changing. And I think to be very dogmatic and say absolutes is not okay. But I think part of why we do that is because we as people, we as a society, for the most part, like having someone, a parental figure, or whatever it is, or telling us what's okay and what's not okay. It's very helpful when you hear your doctor say, do this and you will be okay. Right. Don't do that and you will not be okay. And I think that that is a big reason why we have these rules is that even though the reality is we really don't know, most people find comfort in the rule.
1: hmm Yeah. No, just, yeah, having some kind of control over it. Like, okay, if I just, I can control it by doing what my doctor says.
0: Right. And then I'll be okay. And I, and I think that's unfortunately or fortunately, that's a big doctor mentality. I think it's, a, and that they want to be the doctor and, and I think people for the most part want to know if I do X, Y, Z, I'm doing something and I'm, and I'm protecting myself as best as possible.
1: Yes. I mean, that's what I look for. So. Right.
0: But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's an evolving thing. Right. And what we think is okay one week may not be okay in two weeks from now, or it just may not be enough.
1: Right. Um, where are you driving to? Are you driving home
0: or not? I'm finally driving home from my second hospital today. Today was a two hospital day. The, the my previous this past weekend though were three hospital days every day this weekend okay is and it, actually
1: is and your wife home? Cause i wanted to i wanted, wanted to do a little like rom-com question with you and her i was going to have you call her i assumed you were going to be at the office no she's she, not home
0: i don't know she might be home but i don't know how i would call her and do this how would we do this
1: no it's okay um
0: what did you gonna- want to do I can
1: can play both roles. Can I play both roles? No, like um, Parks Parks and Rec on an episode, they have um, something called Know Your Boo. And I was going to ask you what your favorite rom-com is. And then I was going to see if you could guess what your boo's favorite rom-com was. And call Bernice to see. Vice versa, she could guess yours. Like I just wanted to see; it. I thought it'd be funny. I don't know how big of a
0: rom-com fan she is. So it could be it, it could
1: be any romantic movie. It could be a rom-dramedy. It could be just a romantic think, movie. I think
0: actually I, now I've just thought about. I think she would probably say when Harry met Sally.
1: That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, that's I think she would say when Harry met Sally. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. It would. Cool. It would certainly be one of the first ones that come to mind for her. And, it's, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it, so that would be my guess.
1: And then what about yours?
0: That would be up there too. And is it's not a rom com, but it's a, you know, and she might also say it if she realized it Princess Bride also <laughs> is another that's, great.
1: That's on a lot of lists. So I looked up, yeah. um, there, BuzzFeed has a list for favorite rom com movies by state, and Princess Bride was um, some state's favorite movie.
0: Just some interesting, ridiculous trivia. So Princess Bride. Mandy Patankin is one of the lead characters, and he plays a doctor, since this is a medical podcast. He played a doctor on a show that didn't do that great. It came out the same time as Grey's Anatomy, and obviously Grey's Anatomy is still killing it. He came out in a show called Chicago Hope. And did you ever see Chicago Hope?
1: Yeah, I thought he actually won an Emmy for it. Like, I thought it did do well, and then he backed up. I think
0: Chicago Hope may have come out when ER came out. It either came out at Grey's Anatomy or ER. It might be that dated a thing. I don't remember. And Chicago Hope did well for a few seasons, but mm-hmm. whatever and the other yeah, show that came out in parallel, it, it definitely did not measure up as much. I, but bet, I, it, Man-
1: I bet it was yeah. ER.
0: It might have been ER. Mandy Bedenken, uh was great in that. He was a singing surgeon. And and so I, I liked that a lot about him because I try to be a singing surgeon when people allow me to sing, but not everybody allows it. And then the other little bit of information with the other movie, Harry Met Sally, did any of those characters from Harry Met Sally ever play a doctor? A little bit of trivia for you. Well,
1: was, Meg Ryan was something. Yeah. Was Meg Ryan... A doctor in City of Angels?
0: Very good. It was? Exactly.
1: Yay, I was right. I was yeah. like, I can't Meg picture Billy Ryan. Crystal being a doctor, but I think she was
0: one yeah. of something. Meg Ryan, exactly. In City of Angels when Nicolas Cage played a doctor. Exactly.
1: Yes. Very okay. good, Lauren.
0: She was a bicycling doctor.
1: Right. New York's favorite rom-com, according to BuzzFeed, is When Harry Met Sally, which makes sense since it takes place there. What do you right. think um, California's would be? Favorite rom com of the state.
0: I also like Love Actually a lot.
1: That's on, like crazy, yeah. That's on the lot. I like
0: Crazy Stupid Love. I like. I like. Oh, mm-hmm. La La Land. La La Land.
1: I hadn't seen that one on there. Um, California. I mean, this wouldn't be for you, but this is for me. Clueless is like a great.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I but one. I yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah. I don't. I don't think of it like that though, in terms of like favorite rom com. But yeah, no, that was Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of these are like basically where the movie was shot because it's all Beverly Hills
0: and Clueless. Right. I'm trying to think with our other. And then like
1: Pennsylvania Overlinings also, Playbook.
0: Isn't there, oh, that's a great one. Isn't there a movie, is it Valentine's Day with um, Aston Kusher?
1: I never saw that. I heard it was really bad.
0: I, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, I actually liked it a lot. He's a florist. And I think it also takes place. Yeah, there's a scene in the Venice Canals. I think it's also a California movie.
1: I guess I shouldn't say anything, but I haven't seen it. Valentine's Day. So you would recommend the movie Valentine's Day?
0: Yeah, it's a cute movie if it's the movie I think it is. I think Bradley Cooper's in it too.
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot Uh, of celebs.
0: Yeah, it's a fun movie if if I recall correctly.
1: Well, February is also American Heart Month. So something to be aware of in February is that one in three adults in the United States have high blood cholesterol, which is a risk factor for heart disease. So what can you do about that? Get your yearly checkup.
0: For sure. Get your yearly checkup. Get it's it's often just blood draw, which is great to, to see if your cholesterol's high. And obviously reducing fat intake, losing weight is important, exercise is important. And I mm-hmm. actually think plant based diet is definitely very helpful to reduce one's cholesterol.
1: Yes, absolutely. So take care of your heart this Valentine's Day, this February.
0: Very true. So I was thinking this morning for some reason. Uh, of of an early story of mine on my road to becoming a doctor. And I just, I don't know if it's appropriate to anything, but I I figured it'd be a fun story to share. I remember the first time I drew blood, I was a third year medical student, was the first time I drew blood on a patient, not on a, uh, as a second year, I think we drew blood on each other uh, to practice one time. But the first time I drew blood on a patient was the very beginning of third year of medical school. So I was basically 23, and I was in Staten Island at Staten Island University Hospital, and I was on my OBGYN rotation. And there was one patient uh, who had gestational diabetes. She was healthy otherwise, but during her pregnancy, some women developed super high sugars from the weight gain of pregnancy, and, and there's other assorted abnormalities related to it. But at that time, now it's easier to check constant sugar checks. But for whatever reason, we were doing blood draws frequently to check her sugars, to check them to make sure she was okay. She was admitted on bed rest. I think she was in the hospital for other things too. But she needed frequent blood draw. And I was told as the student, okay, one of your things that you have to do is draw blood on this patient. And I remember going with a, another colleague, another student of mine. So we were both third year students, totally new, totally wet behind the ears. And we walked into the student and the uh, walked into the patient. And the student and I agreed that I would get to go first. And I, because I think she had already drawn blood before. And I said to the patient, "I, you know, I'm a student. I'm Jason Cohen." uh i'm here to draw your blood i understand if you don't want me to this is my first time drawing and she stops me she goes jay just do it come on you can do it just do it you got this just do it she like gave me a pep talk and i'm like no listen she's like no you do it she was like this amazing tough staten island woman who just didn't let me get nervous didn't let me get uh, uh, frazzled. She kind of like gave me this pep talk. She was like a great coach and kind of just was like, yeah, you got this. If you miss it, don't worry. <laughs> and and uh, and I wound up having to draw blood on her many times a day, every day. And thanks to that woman, I wonder where she is today and how many kids she now has. And she's the one who helped me learn how to draw blood. And it was just so funny. She She wouldn't let me, you know, she refused to let me talk myself down she's like you yeah jay you jay do do this it was <laughs> that's really
1: good uh, that's a good tough love valentines day story that's a it bloody valentines a day i like it exactly
0: and there you go and there you go
1: very sweet
0: and the other thing we're watching the crown right now and it's interesting the the queen of england had four kids which is a remarkable that she was the queen and had four kids, although she has a life of luxury. But I think at one of her childbirths, they just totally sedated her and put her out. And the next thing you know, she woke up and had the kid and didn't even have it. And it's interesting now, clearly that's that's not done. You, The women are awake and push. And for her fourth child, they actually show her pushing to have the child. But it was an interesting to watch that first scene uh, the, when she had her first child, of her getting an IV, being knocked out, and then, oh, hello, here's your child. So
1: that's really dangerous for the child, is what you're saying?
0: It's dangerous for the child for sure because it's they're not pushing the child out, so they have to do they have to actually deliver the child, whether it's with forceps
1: uh, or yeah.
0: or or whatnot. So it, it might take longer, and there may be injuries, well, yeah, brain injuries, uh, and, and things like that.
1: Okay, that sounds horrible now because at first I was just like, so, yeah, Man, so you let's... could just be sedated, and then all of a sudden the kid's there. You don't have to do any of that pain pain management. Well, that's,
0: that's, stuff. A C- that's a C section.
1: Yeah, that's true. But then yeah. it's pain after, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you're still watching The Crown. You're liking it? The fourth season? Yes.
0: Actually, we ba- we started watching the fourth season, and then we said, you know what? Let's stop and start from scratch. So I um, think we're I'm in the so beginning. I'm so glad of the- you
1: did. That yeah. is a good show. It's worth it.
0: So thanks for joining us to Gross Anatomy, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us. Happy Valentine's Day.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, everybody.
1: That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.